Hey guys, Naor here. We have a new podcast called The Melting Podcast about Aliyah and what it's like to become an Israeli. We made it for Khan, which is Israel's public broadcasting corporation, and this is the first episode. If you like it, just look for The Melting Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or Google The Melting Podcast by Khan. Episode 2 is already in the air, guys. And if you know Olim or someone who's contemplating Aliyah, please invite them to listen. Enjoy! You are listening to Khan Odd. A world of podcasts. This episode may contain explicit content. Oh my God. I wonder if this is how Moses felt. Hi, Mom. Naomi? Lord have mercy. Do you have any idea? I thought a terrorist had hijacked the airplane. Knock on wood. I was sure they were going to have to take dental records to identify Mom, there was a delay. Oh, well, thank God. Okay, don't forget to give Mom, your auntie the chocolate. Mom, gotta go to passport control. Love ya. Hello, Mr. Yeah? Where are you from? Miami Beach. You studied in a university? Yeah, just finished my undergrad in communications. Oh, so I'll just write no plans for the future. Um, How old are you? I'm 26. Right, going on 30. What is that? How would you say your relationship with your parents is? Well, you know, my mother's overbearing. I'm not sure my father really knows I exist, and I'm pretty sure I was a mistake. But apart from that... Have you ever been in love? Excuse me? It's a very simple question, miss. Have you ever been in love? Yeah, I really don't think this is an appropriate... I really don't want to call my supervisor. Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Miss, if you've ever been in love, we need to know now. Uh, you know what? Fine. No. No, I have never been in love. I wonder why. Uh, can I go now? So, you move here at 26. No occupation. No love. No plans. What exactly are you looking for here? I... I... Miss, what are you looking for? I mean... Why did you come here? God damn it! I don't know why I came here. Is that what you want to hear? A husband, a job. Maybe I'll start a startup. Startup fucking nation. Or maybe I'll end up a crackhead in the central bus station. But you know what? At least there'll be some excitement. For once in my life, I took things into my own hands and did something about it. Right? That's what life is all about. Right? Miss Stern? <laughs> yeah... Uh, welcome to Israel. Hello, I'm Naor Menninger. And I'm Eitan Weinstein. A.K.A. Two Nice Jewish Boys. And this is The Melting Podcast, a show about what it's like to become an Israeli. So, why do people come to Israel, Eitan? Well, for me, it was ideological. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I stole some ice cream. Like, a lot of ice cream. Like, a whole truck. I, I, stole, a, I stole an ice cream truck. How is that ideological? I'm ideologically opposed to going to prison. Oh, yeah, okay. So why do other people make Aliyah to Israel then? Well, actually, I have a theory. I mean, I don't really have a theory, but I'm going to make one up just for you. That's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. Don't make this weird. So here it is. When someone makes Aliyah, it's for one of these three reasons. You're either running away from something, chasing after someone, or you're broke. But whatever the reason is, you're batshit crazy. But that's okay, we like batshit crazy. As long as you're Jewish and you can prove it. With verifiable, notarized, court-approved documents signed by Tribune of Rabbis and God. That's right. I'm divinely approved. 
Speaking of divine, we have a divine show for you guys. Every episode, we bring interesting Olim into the studio to share their stories with you. Today, we're talking to Ilana Vaknin, an English Ola who is also a super funny sex blogger. And we have some amazing music for you guys Afro Arab jazz funk. Yes, that's a genre. Musical guests, quarter to Africa. We also have an exclusive first look into the new documentary David Attenborough himself shot in Tel Aviv recently. Don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Let's get jiggy with it. Don't, don't, please don't do this. Sorry. Ilana Vaknin, aka Lala Vak, writer of Cherry Poppins. Which is? The best blog you'll ever read. Cherry Poppins came, the actual name came about because I was looking for a new name for my blog. I had an old one which was Love Life and Everything in Between. And Cherry Poppins came about because I was looking for something awesome. So I actually looked through <laughs> porn site names. <laughs> yeah, because searching for your blog, I actually stumbled upon a porn site, and then it took Which me you frequently hour and a half to find. Yeah. Yes, if you I type had to in, do due diligence and, you know, If you research. type in cherrypoppins.com, yeah. that is a porn site. Yeah. But cherrypoppins.co.uk happens to be my blog. Ah. I can't say I'm upset that I was misled. I'm sure. But, uh, but I actually yeah. haven't checked it out. Is it any good? Oh, and now a religious guy walks into the... Control room. <laughs> Luckily, you... this room is soundproof. Oh, wait, but that is. But they can hear us. They hear everything. Let's okay. So, so now we're going to this be. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's the blog about? So, my blog is all about dating, sex, relationships, stuff that's happened to me, stuff that's happened to my friends, stories I've heard, um, tips for dating. It can be anything. Um, I've written about orgasms, I've written about dates that I've been on. One of Eitan's favorites. Which is your favorite? Oh, you got to tell it when Boots met Ralph. <laughs> I love Boots and I love Ralph. It was Ralph and what happened to the Boots? Um, when Boots met Ralph was one of my funniest blogs, I think. It was basically I went on a date with a guy who I just so wasn't into. And to get out of the date, I basically... I'm going to make it really short here. I told him I had a dick and that I was basically transgender and I was going through my whole process. I had fake tits. I'd had my Adam's apple shaved and I was taking loads of um, medication. He was like, <laughs> all right. He, he really wasn't I hit it. the jackpot tonight. <laughs> you were like, oh, no. He was really upset. That was. I love how that was the the like quickest way out of a date. You're like, oh shit, how do I go? Um, I'm late to in a meeting. I have uh, suddenly my mom is sick. Or no, I have a dick. Well, we <laughs> girls, this is not a recommended technique. To get yes, read girls, do not okay? do this. Yeah. Only if you are me can you get away with things like this. But let's talk a little bit about you and where you came from. And where did you come from? I wonder. I came from London. I moved to Israel four and a half years ago now. Um, just decided I wanted a change in life, some independence, grow up a bit. So, yeah, hopped on a plane, and four and a half years later, I'm still here. You said in an interview that you actually made Aliyah with friends. Um, I did make Aliyah with one of my best friends. Um, we moved here together, we lived together. So it was easier, for sure, having that. You know, a person with me that, you know, has been a, a friend of mine for years, um, someone I get on really well with. Um, so I already had like a foundation, like a base here. So that was really helpful for me. I've, like I would I would have struggled a lot if I didn't have that 
for sure. So like people who come here, who don't have family here, who don't have friends here, who literally come with nothing. You know, I have a, a friend that I worked with. She came, uh, she made Aliyah for the guy she loved and she had no friends here, nothing, just him. Right. And I can imagine that being like so hard because it was hard for me and I have family yeah. here, I have friends here. What about Hebrew? What about it? You studied it? Um, I did go to Alpan when I came here because I understand Hebrew much better than I speak. Um, but I lasted only 20 minutes in Alpan because it was a room of about 50-year-olds who were learning the word miklachat. I've known that word since I was like two. So I said to the teacher, um, oh, my roommate is locked out of our apartment. I've got to go let her in. And this was literally after being there for 20 minutes. So I left the class and I never uh, came back. Well, at least you didn't tell her you have a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, got, I have a dick. I have to go. <laughs> She's like, what does that have to do with anything? I have to go to the mail toilet. <laughs> so wait, okay, tell us a little bit about dating in Israel versus in England. Oh, okay. In England, I find that people date and they really date. There's a first date, there's a second date, there's a third date. You know, you go out, he'll pick you up, you'll have a nice time and there's communication Here, it is not like that. I think that Israelis do not know what actual dating is. It's like, okay, we'll go on a date and then they'll either be like, right, not for me, or they'll be obsessed with you. It's like, let's have, let's have babies tomorrow. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. I was dating a guy not so long ago um, and by the third date, I'd met his parents and then I was there for Shabbat dinner. Now, the dinner was really nice. I mean, me and... Me and the guy, we quite liked each other and things were going cool. Um, and his family were really nice. So it was very easy. They were Moroccan as well. So I really enjoyed the food. It was like having my mum's cooking. Um, so I really enjoyed it. But it's very strange to go to someone else's family that you've just started dating. Like mm. in England, you wouldn't do that. I like the way in England where, you know, the guy will pick you up. He'll take you out. He'll drop you home. Here, I feel like everyone's kind of a bit of a stalker. Mm -hmm. So they know where you live. And if it doesn't work out, they may throw something at your window. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that's happened to you. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so how about sex? How's that in Israel? Sex with Israelis is very good. Israel yeah. Listen, the thing about Israelis is it takes a lot for a man to go to, you know, into the army And I feel like men here are more grown in a sense of being strong and, you know, doing something like the army is very is very tough on a person. Um, so I find like guys know what they want when it comes to sex, not just because they've been in the army, but it's a, it's a tougher person. Mm -hmm. So I find sex with Israelis is much more rough than yeah, you know, sex with an English guy. I'm going to die tomorrow, let's... Let's do something about Choke it. Choke the like shit animals. out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Or that. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I feel like people here live their life for today. Like, yeah. try find tashlumim in another country. You won't find that. Tashlumim means payments, which is when you pay for something in installments. Nowhere else does something called tashlumim. You're saying that because, like, I might die today, it's like, fuck it, I'll pay for yeah, this Yeah, let's, let's go to... How many Israelis do you know that go to Thailand every year? None of them have got money. They're all putting it on tashlumim. Hey, yeah. here's an El Al flight. Let's put it on Tashlumim. Yeah. Let's pay for this resort in, right. in payments. Well, we need to wrap things up. Any pearls moral? of wisdom? Yeah. To our listeners? Oh, use protection. 
because a lot of Israeli guys carry chlamydia and they don't know about it. So use protection curls. Oh my <laughs> yes. god, that's a I good love that. Wanna... <laughs> well, lucky it's only chlamydia, not the clap. That yeah. would be <laughs> the bug. Okay, Ilana, that was insightful. That was beautiful. I'm so glad I came. Poetry. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Only 150 years ago, these Middle Eastern deserts were desolate, bereft of all life. Today, they are a vivacious ecosystem, one that is home to various species of plants and animals. Between the stunning street feline, pouncing from dumpster to dumpster on the prowl for a meal, and the charming pigeon, adorably defecating on hanging satin laundry, emerges the common Olay. This rather primitive creature can be spotted from afar by his ape-like posture and his sagging basketball shorts. The common Olay rises as early as 1 p.m. Observe as he visits the kiosk below his nest. He comes here to answer his most basic of needs, potato chips and beer. After having satisfied his dietary needs, the Olay turns to another miracle of life. Watch as he performs the Tinder Ritual, a baffling phenomenon which researchers are still struggling to fully comprehend. Marvelous! It seems our Olay has found himself a mating partner for the night. To celebrate his achievement, he performs the ceremonial mating dance. This makes him look like an utter fool. Oh no! Overwhelmed with excitement, our Olay seems to have spilled some of his beer on his guard robe. What will he do now? A stained garment is no way to attract a mating partner. However, not all is lost. Our Olay has spotted an entire room of garment-washing robots. Revered for their magnificent spin cycles, the garment-washing robots might yet save our Olay. He clumsily places his white garments inside the machine and dozes off into a deep, dreamless sleep. Waking up two hours later, our Olay extracts his garments from this washing machine, but alas, he has made a fatal mistake. A red foot glove found its way into the load. All the garments are now pink. This will severely decrease his chances of copulation. Meanwhile, at the local drinking point, the locals consume Jaeger shots and sex on the beach cocktails, heightening their sense of self. This will lead them to do things which by tomorrow they will certainly look back on with embarrassment, like indecent exposure. There, our Olay's female counterpart impatiently awaits. Our Olay finally arrives, but the female is not impressed, neither by his tardiness nor by his pinkish attire. In fact, if you look closely, you may notice in her demeanor that she has already decided never to engage in intercourse with this Olay. Oblivious to this fact, the pitiful Olay proceeds hopelessly in his efforts to bust a nut. He orders more drinks from the drinking point and begins to foolishly sound obscenities and incoherent noises, only further repelling the female. 
Indeed, from here, the path to rock bottom seems inevitable. It is the next morning in the nest of our Olay. Here he is, still deep in slumber. But lo and behold, it seems that against all odds, our common Olay has achieved his goal. Lying beside him is the female from the drinking point. But look closer. It seems that something is missing. A keen eye will notice the absence of a common element in the mating ritual. The rubber sheath. If we cannot find a used rubber sheath in the Olay's nest, there is a high probability that this partnership is only just beginning. And so is the circle of life. Say hello, 
Let's all together wait for the dawn. You know when the dawn will come, the energy is gonna get real high. Totally, the energy is gonna get real high. Indeed. And I think it's better to let it go. Don't let it take control, no. Over your soul. Let it go, let it go, let it go now. So we are here with Eliasaf Bashari and Yakir Sasson True from Quarter to Africa. Quarter to Africa. Yeah. yeah. This song uh, specifically is, is a song that we started with it, you know. It's mm-hmm. one of our first pieces. We wrote this song in India while we were traveling. For, we were traveling four years ago. This is one of the songs that, uh, you know, start everything. Yeah. So it's Israel... Africa and India and also Arab. We call it Afro-Arab in general. Afro-Arab. In general this, this is how you would define your music. Uh, it, yeah, because, you know, in this lifetime, we have to give definitions to everything. So yes. that would be Afro-Arab. Your first album, when was it out? In last February. Yeah. It's called The Layback. The Layback. The Layback, which is also kind of the concept of the music. Yeah, you guys did the thing together where you were singing Layback or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> Could you do it for yes. us? Yeah. Sure. One, two, three, four. Ten, ten, layback, 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 lay, 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 lay. We need something like that, no. Yeah, but, but if we would do it, we, we would suck so much at it. You yeah, want to try? <laughs> Maybe you want to try? You Not know the, the lyrics. Oh, One, God. two, three, and... never heard myself saying it so painful. I sound like a <laughs> dying velociraptor. <laughs> both of you are going to get the album, and you're going to listen to it, and next time yeah. we're going to see you guys. So uh, your album is available where to buy? Bandcamp? Bandcamp and Apple Music and all the... And you have a Facebook page, Quarter to Africa, oh, right? Okay. So, okay, so the, the album is on Bandcamp, and they have a Facebook gr- uh, page, so go there, like them, and get updates on their uh, Facebook page about their next shows. Okay, <laughs> guys, so good luck. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having us. What's up? Um, not much. Uh, actually, a friend just uh, visited from the States, oh. and it got me thinking. 
Why? Um, because he's a friend that moved here uh, at the same time I did. We joined the army together. We served in the army together. Yeah. And then we lived together after the army uh, while we both studied in university. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he left Israel. And that was like three or four years ago. And recently, other friends have left too. And I've been thinking about how many people come here in the first place only to leave the country I think a lot of Olim have that same feeling, you know, because they're seeing a lot of their friends leave. Right. A lot of Olim that are coming here and then after a year, two years are going back. You know, I can relate in the sense that I have a lot of friends, Israelis. Yeah. Who left in recent years. Yeah. <laughs> you have friends? You have friends? <laughs> For real? I have a well, lot of Israelis who left. Yeah. Some to Berlin, some to the States, some to Canada. And it's it hurts. I don't know. Maybe it's the same frustrations that lead Americans away. With Americans, it's, or any anybody who's doing Aliyah, like from the UK or from Australia or whatever, mm-hmm. they come here and they have this big, shiny idea of what it is here, and then that bubble is burst at some point. Right. And they miss their friends back home. They miss their family back home. It was a nice adventure. And then they go back. And you know, there's a classic saying about those Israelis who leave by Rabin, the prime minister, oh, uh, the late prime this minister, be Rabin. He called the people, the Israelis who leave permanently, he called them residue of wimps. <laughs> That's, uh... That was very controversial. That's harsh. Yeah, although I wouldn't use that term, maybe. I can connect to the emotional place that drove him to use such strong words. It I hurts. It hurts. And I I understand what, I guess, his intent was. But, you know, I also understand my friends, obviously. And I can't judge them. Why do you think they do that? So that's the thing. I mean, uh, my friend who was here visiting, we always talk about this, why he left and, you know, why he's living in the States. Mm-hmm. And he always comes to the same uh, argument that, like, he moved there, got a job, is making pretty good money. Yeah. He was able to recently buy a house, and he, you know, gradually moved in Detroit. (laughs) No, no. Actually, in the San San Francisco area. In the ghetto. In East Palo Alto. (laughs) No, but as he uh, was working there, he slowly moved up in the company that he was working, and then he moved to other companies, and he was able to, like, really prosper, you know? Make good money, and... But I always look at him and I'm like, dude, I don't even have a college degree and I'm working here in a startup, like yeah. making decent money. He, I'm sure that like if he was here, maybe he wouldn't be making the same amount of money, but he also the cost of living here is lower than San Francisco. Right. So I just don't buy it. You can convince me that it maybe it's a little easier there, but not that much easier that that's the deciding factor. You know, we have a saying in Hebrew, it's better to be the head of the fox than the tail of the lion, meaning it's better to be to excel in a place with um, less competition yeah. than to be mediocre in a place where the competition is so much higher and it's so much more difficult to reach the top. In the end of the day, I think this is a place where Jews have a future. This is a place where uh, you can settle and build a future and prosper. And in the end of the day, in my opinion, I know it's a very extreme um, position, but I think Jews don't have a future in America nor in Europe. Yeah. The Jews have only future here. And if we want it to be a good one, 
we need everyone here. You know, that's, yeah, I mean, that's I, how I feel about I it. I get what you're saying in the long term. What I'm saying is it, that long term is sometimes so long that it doesn't really affect everybody. Yeah. You know, there are people that have lived their whole lives in the States or even in Germany or wherever that have not been influenced in that way, you know, by right. anti-Semitism or whatever. Maybe because their Jewish identity isn't that important to them right. and to anybody else at that period in time. But uh, I don't see that uh, convincing anybody to come back. Yeah, of course. Or to Or to move here in the first place. But you know what? As long as you stay here with me... Till the bitter end, I'm fine with it. That was awkwardly bromantic. And that's all for the episode, guys. We want to thank Rom Attic, who helped us with editing this show, and Eyal Schindler, who produced it. Big thanks to Edva Weinstein and Josh Bloomberg, who helped us with the sketches. Josh Bloomberg is an extremely talented voice artist. He does audiobooks. He's been on Netflix series. Guys, check him out on Facebook at Josh Bloomberg VO. Adva Weinstein, as you guys probably guessed, is my sister, and she is an incredible performance artist and actress. You can find her on Facebook, Adva Weinstein. Follow her and keep up with what she's doing. If you have comments, thoughts, or hate mail, you can find us on social media. Two Nice Jewish Boys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Guys, if you're struggling with your Hebrew, we've got great news for you. Khan is producing tons of amazing podcasts in the holy language. For example, if you're into history, Minharazman, the Time Tunnel, is a great podcast about the forgotten figures of history. Check them out at kan.org.il forward slash podcast. See you next time.